Welcome back, you filthy, filthy sinners, you. This is Culture Less, Seven Early Sins podcast, where we talk about a movie that we watched on Netflix. It was picked at random. Uh, my name is Jones. I'll be your host this week. Uh, we got Chris back. What's up, man? Welcome back. Hey, thank you. Nice to be back. Doing really good. Doing really good. Looking forward to uh, talking about this movie. Uh, I don't know why you guys decide to wait till I'm gone to draw the good movies. It's because you weren't here to pick it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're on to you, Chris. Fight We're me. We're on to you. Fight me. Griggs is also on the Discord server. What's up, man? I'm great. I'm great. You didn't say that stupid-ass Griggsy bear. What, Griggsy bear? Uh, nah, the one hey, that- Chris, uh, you're going to help us out with hashtag Gr- Griggsy bear. It's hard to say, but it's easy to type. Hashtag Griggsy bear? Yeah. You start so tweeting he's, it. He's, he's Griggsy bear now? Yep. And the guy who started that is James. What's up, man? That's right. Trend setting. Fucking tell David Beckham to get out of my way, because... <laughs> the new hashtags here, and it's hashtag Griggsy Bear. Dude, I want to go to I want to go to build a bear and build a Griggsy Bear. Oh, shit. just need some glasses, a fucking highlighter, yellow sweater. Like we'll be good to go. The fuck out of here, man! Punk ass Nah. This week we're gonna talk about the 2013 film Cheap Thrill with a Z, as described by IMDb. A scheming couple. Put a struggling family man and his old friend through a series of increasingly twisted dares over the course of an evening at a local bar. And my Facebook messenger is going off the chart right now. So, oh, look at me. I've got friends. No, it's the same guy and he won't leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, look at me. I don't know how to turn my notifications down while recording a podcast. Burn. Got me. All right, Chris. uh, What do you think of this movie? Initial like impressions. Just, okay. Well, right off the bat, like just based by the name and looking at who is in this movie, because I, I had zero information going in. Like I, I had nothing. Saw cheap thrills and I brought it up on Netflix and started watching it and saw who was in it and was like, oh, this is probably going to be uh, one of those like quirky little indie films that's just kind of weird and surreal and you know maybe a little goofy given uh that david whatever his last name is is in this movie keckner keckner that's right given that david keckner is in this movie and was star had a starring role in it i thought it's probably gonna be funny i'll leave it at that 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 was my first impression i mean it's listed as a dark comedy kind of I don't recall time. laughing very often in this movie or at all. Really? Um, no, I found nothing funny about it whatsoever. But okay. uh, like I said, that was my first impression. Sure. You asked about my first impression, sure, sure, and sure. I'm going to just leave it at that because that's what I was thinking going in, given the cast. And I mean, come on, it's got Ethan Embry. It's got the goofy dude from uh, Empire Records in it. Like, how serious can it be? In a flannel. Yeah, he should so, have never taken the beanie off, man. Like, <laughs> I know. Once I saw that receding hairline, I didn't take him serious anymore. Yeah. What, what about yeah. you, James? What were your first impressions? Uh, so we'd already watched the movie with Pat Healy in it. You know. Yeah, man. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Were you here for that, Chris? I don't remember. Uh, what movie was it? Take me. Take me. No, take it was just the three. Anyway. What? Um. 
We watched a movie called Take Me. Yeah, Natasha Bangfield. Yeah. Anyway. So, and kind of, I, I, I agree with Chris, man. Once I saw a uh, Kablammy guy, Todd Packard in there. Um, whammy. Whammy. There you go. Kablammy. Whammy. Kablam was the show on, on Nick. Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think so. Anyway. <laughs> Once I saw Todd Packard in there, Todd F. Packard, you know what the F stands for. Um, I was thinking it was going to be more more of a comedy. But I laughed, unlike Chris. I actually laughed at quite a few scenes um, just for the sheer ridiculousness of it. Yeah. But uh, it was better than I was anticipating in more ways than one. Not just overall quality, but an actual like arcs and characters. Like Yeah. I, like I yeah, actually it was a, really appreciated the way things played out. Without getting too ahead of it, it was a well-crafted movie. Yeah, I thought so too. Cool, man. Uh, Griggs, what what, do you, what about you, man? Well, you know what I'm going to say first. No preconceived ideas. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so, you're on but, a streak, man, every episode. And if there's one thing Griggs knows about, it's conceiving. Just <laughs> Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you, the fuck He's talking you about smoke? children. What the fuck for, did you smoke before we got on here, man? <laughs> <laughs> you just... is every, Anyway, okay. So... Well, with, with Griggs with, sneezes on a woman, she gets pregnant, doesn't she? You said what? Go on, Griggs. All right, all right. Anyway, back to more important things. When we first saw that Pat Healy was in, I said, okay, I wonder... Like, I was just wondering how his character was going to be in this movie. Like, would he be like... Um, I can't even remember what his name was in the other movie. Take me, but... um, Ray? What was his name? I don't know. Whatever the hell his name was. I was just yeah. wondering. I said, okay, I wonder, like, I just wondered mostly about his character. And once again, I had no preconceived ideas. I said either be pleasantly surprised or pleasantly disappointed, one of the two, so. But, like, as the movie started to go on, like, oh, shit. I don't know, five, six, seven minutes in, what did you think? Man, I was like, okay. I was impressed by Pat Healy because it was nothing like Take Me. I mean, he was a, it started off kind of fucking sad though. I mean, like, yeah, like I was, I felt sorry for him within the first like four or five minutes. It was like, God damn, this dude can't catch a fucking break. And then as soon as he met up with his friend at the um bar, it was like, oh, I know something bad is going to happen now. So like, mm-hmm. man, that was it. So, yeah, I mean, for me, first of all, Pat Healy, I'm not a fan of this guy and I've only seen him twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like him in the last movie. I just didn't like, I don't know. I felt like, he, he felt like he was overacting a little bit. He was also directing the last one. Uh, Mr. Katz with the Z was directing this one. Um, so I remember last time saying maybe if he didn't have himself as the director, he would have been all right. Right. Uh, but I disagree. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna get too much into it, but I didn't, I didn't really like the, the first couple seconds that I saw with him. <laughs> Maybe it's because I saw him in another movie. Maybe I'm a little biased at, at, at the beginning. But what I do got to say is six minutes into the movie, boom, we're getting into the plot. We've already set up the two main characters and we're getting into the plot. And so I'm going to use Chris's term right off the bat. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, so, so James, what, uh, let's just start talking about some things about the movie. What, what did you like about this? So, like I already mentioned, I really appreciated the the arcs that the characters played out because at first it was getting kind of a uh, 
a bum fights feel, you know? Yeah. And what do you mean? Or, or like, uh, just what I just thought it was going to be cheap depravity. I mean, the movie is literally called cheap thrills. And I just thought it was going to be like gory fart, fart jokes. Like, you know, just things for the, the sake of like, Oh, throw up and then eat the puke. Just, you know, shock value <laughs> stuff. Fuck mm-hmm. No, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> like no, I, I'm, I'm with you, James. That's I, thought I felt it thing. was going to go just given the title, given the character who was shelling out the money, you know, I was just thinking it was going to mm-hmm. be a fucking, and then they showed the shit on the, the thing yeah. on the, on the concrete. Yeah. I just yeah. I honestly thought it was going to be a really dramatic version of jackass. Uh, so <laughs> the way it played out, man, I, I appreciated the hell out of it. Uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting and it definitely kept my attention. I didn't do any time checks. I enjoyed the pacing and I really liked the way that both of the characters played out, but I'm, I'm with you, man. Pat Healy still can't do like emotion very well. Maybe that's just no. him. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I, I would have expected more given the stuff that was going on. <laughs> But so far, the theme is with him at least. We've enjoyed both of his movies. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Like, Who knows? I can't hate. Maybe on the we guy have too like much. some weird thing that we like about him. We can't. We just haven't figured it out. What about you, Griggs? I like him. <laughs> I like Pat Healy. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum with this one because I don't know. I don't want to say uh, he's like say easy it. to say he's, it. <laughs> he's easy to feel sorry for to feel like like. He seems like that guy that can't catch a break no matter what's going on. Like, he's the butt of the jokes. Um, you know what's funny is it's probably Pat Healy is like that. Exactly. And I'm so. not knocking on the guy, but that's probably where he, like, pulls his, his acting from. Probably, but it worked. Who knows? It worked. And what's the other guy's name? David, um, gosh, the dude that talks out the Ch- side of his mouth. Ch- oh, uh, David Kegner. Yeah, Kegner. God, he seems like he could really be a fucked up person in real life after watching oh, this movie. Yeah, yeah, just, oh, yeah. just a sleazy dude. Man. But he, he was the Pac-Man. Like, this movie was Packard yeah, he from the, the Office. Exactly. He played the but like fuck rated R version. Shit, more than that. I mean, somebody, okay, I did no time checks. The whole movie, I was like, what in the fuck is going to happen next? <laughs> like, okay, yeah, dude. how the fuck are they going to up that one? How the fuck? Are they? And I said, it's going to end up with somebody like, you know, doing something really drastic. But to who is it going to get done to or whatever like that without giving like, you know, the ending away and all that. But um, the whole movie, I was just like, what the f-? It was even one point on there when Vince, the, the, the guy with the receding hairline, I said, what the fuck? And he said, what the fuck? Right after I said it, like, <laughs> I can't remember exactly which part it was. That's a good edit. But it was like, yeah. what the fuck? And I mean, taking this shit with the little girl watching. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> He's like, good luck, man. <laughs> Wakes the girl up. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he was like, what kind of sicko kills a fucking defenseless dog? I mean... Hey, he didn't kill the dog. He didn't, dog, but he offered okay? to. He, he was offered down to. Though. Yeah, he was, he was in a desperate heartbeat. for money. Hey, it was. It started off fucked up from the beginning, like in the bar. Like, yeah. oh man, and when Pat Healy said, "Okay, well," um, he says, "No, I can't do cocaine. It gives me diarrhea." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked the entire movie. And without getting to the recommendations and all that stuff, I just go ahead and pass it on to the next person. 
Well, I mean, just feel free, everybody, just chime in whenever. But but Chris, you weren't here a couple weeks ago to watch Pat Healy. Exactly. Your exactly. your first time watching him. What did you yeah. think? Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't my first time watching him because I've actually been a fan of his for a long time. Of course you I, have. He's I, probably been in some shitty no, horror anthology or something. because I absolutely loved him as Giles in Buffy, and he was also the lead in uh, Repo of the Genetic Opera. Um, yeah, everybody's seen that. I may be thinking of <laughs> someone completely different. Um, that was probably way too inside of a joke to work. Hey, they, they can't all be zingers, right? Um, no, this was actually my first time ever actually watching this guy do anything. And actually, I liked it. The thing, I, one of my likes in this actually kind of, I don't want to say opposes, but kind of goes about what you guys were saying, uh, Jones and, and James, or you guys were saying about how he, he can't really play emotion. I don't know about previous movies, so you may have more information on this than me, okay. but it seemed to me the way he kind of reacted to everything was the fact that this was just a, you know, for all intents and purposes, a regular dude. Now he's on coke. He's drunk as fuck. He's got a concussion. He's on pills. He's on all this kind of stuff. And he's desperate. And he probably hasn't slept in like almost an entire day because we have no idea how late it is. Uh, over that one time where his wife says it's 2 a.m. We have no yeah. idea how much the passage of time is. So he's probably tired. The guy's probably like way fucked up and just absolutely at the end of his rope so of course he's gonna be like yeah i'll i'll eat a dog whatever well and and so that perfectly segues into to james's initial point was that this movie actually had character arcs yeah it did it absolutely did so james what did what did you mean by that so from the get-go they established vince as you know, kind of the, the, you know, these guys parted ways in high school and our boy, Pat Healy is a married man with a, a daughter our boy. Know, <laughs> or a son, I think it was. And he's got responsibilities and all this stuff. And then the other guy is just beating people up for money. Right. I, I got the notion that he's like an enforcer for a bookie or something like that. And he, he even goes to talk about how he broke a dude's arm in front of his daughter for $80, you know, like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how low yeah. he's willing to go for stuff. And so you, as the movie carries on, Pat Healy, they even talk about it. They have a dialogue where he's like, you think you're better than me. And, you know, Pat Healy has this like sense of entitlement and that he doesn't really respect Vince because he does think that he's beneath him and stuff. But the level of depravity that Pat Healy finally gets to versus Vince, <laughs> like, <laughs> Vince isn't that shitty of a person, dude. <laughs> like, no, he's just had bad luck in his life. Yeah. Like Pat yeah. Healy is a fucking scumbag. Well, and it was Craig, like, we don't know well, about Pat Healy. You say that, you say that, but is it, he's just a, an asshole or is it, he's the lengths that he would go to, to keep his family off the street. Cause they, they set the stakes right off the bat. Yeah, and so, if, I mean, and they also desperation said, can be an ugly thing. They also and hinted towards like a dark things. history for Craig, too. Yeah. And they didn't yeah, really yeah. dive so, into yeah, that. Yeah, somewhat, you know. Oh, he was a skater. Ooh, watch out. Because like, we all know <laughs> fucking what hoodlums they are. Yeah, well, we've learned in our horror anthology that they carry Glocks. Yeah, so. and they'll just shoot, shoot fucking demon zombies with no issues. Yeah, and devil worshippers. There you go, yeah. And keep doing kickflips. Um... So, I mean, we're going to venture into the negatives if we really go deep on this for me. 
I so I appreciated the arc and I appreciate how far his character came. Just the reasons for it, I did not buy. And maybe that's just uh I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me in terms of why he would be that desperate. Just, you know, if he is a uh, hardworking American individual who's just trying to make his way and, you know, provide for his family, the level of stuff that he ended up doing doesn't really fit that narrative, in my opinion. But but shit, like Chris said, he was coked the fuck up. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, he had his he lost a lot of blood. He had a broken nose. He, yeah. He'd and, been and dealing one of the with things, stress all night. And, it was, and it's like one of the things I actually liked about this movie is the way they actually held weight to the things that they were doing. Like I'd seen other this is not the most original, unique concept, especially among us shitty horror movie fans. Oh, I've whoa, seen whoa, this. whoa, whoa. Don't lump me into that. Group. No, I said us, me. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I've seen probably half a dozen movies that, for all intents and purposes, kind of followed this same type of narrative. And I'm not saying this movie was crappy. I'm just saying, you know, let's be honest. Yeah, hey, money getting people to do stuff that they wouldn't normally do has been done. Right. And, and, and I can agree and, with and, money being a, a, a heavy influencer. I, the part I don't buy is the, the blood loss, the concussion, the drugs and all that stuff, because there's things that he does that totally go against that. He feels guilty about hanging up on his wife. He's constantly checking his phone. He's asking to go home. Even when he fucking commits the most heinous act, the first thing he does is say, hey, call me a cab. You know, like he has the 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 the. Yeah, but I think I was thinking about that. I think to want to want it to be over and ready to move on you know so i don't think it's just oh i was high like <laughs> you know i think right from i think wrong. he asked for the cab because i think that was a signal to say that yeah i'm gonna kill him yeah and i and you, you could be right absolutely they didn't they didn't mention that but they also they expressed that because they had like, a bet they, like he paid her yeah they expressed the that the girl talked to him and 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 david keckner what was his name whatever david keckner talked to the other guy yeah. So who knows what what they talked about, but yeah, I mean, but I I can I disagree in that sense. I buy his arc because there's a lot that we don't know about him, and then so like in write in character writing, you can reveal parts of a character through their actions in the plot. So I don't know. I I kind of buy it, but I see where you're coming from. What about what about you guys? Uh, how about you, Chris? Hmm. Oh well, as I was saying. <laughs> One of the things I liked about this movie is, aside from, you know, the fact that, as, as I already said, because I wasn't actually saying anything about buying his arc, I was talking about something completely different, was the point that I was getting to, um, was I'd seen movies like this before, where you have people that are motivated by whatever reasons, uh, with money thrown in front of them, do really heinous acts, and it doesn't seem like there's any weight. Like, I've seen movies where someone is given X amount of dollars to kill someone, and then they're just like, all right, what are we doing now? This, at least, there was a certain semblance of weight. Like, like the length of time it took him to actually, like, chop his pinky off, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, that really seemed, like, impactful, because it wasn't just like, all right, whatever, chop, all right, good, let's go, whatever, you know? They really were like, dude, this guy just mutilated himself for money. And I like really tried to like push that. I felt as they lent weight as the game, quote unquote, escalated. It felt like the even the the people that were involved were still sort of like, uh, shit. I don't know if we really want to do this. Um, like even all the way up to the very end, mm-hmm. 
the guy from Empire Records couldn't Vince. pull the yeah Vince Vince couldn't pull the trigger not literally but but uh, figuratively couldn't pull the trigger and couldn't do it couldn't couldn't take another life he couldn't kill somebody you know what I mean um, that's because he just, that's because he caught on to what their game was though exactly it, well but still you know he still wasn't able to do it and that was that was you know kind of like the point was as it escalated it each kind of got to the point where you kind of felt that there was a certain le- a certain level of weight behind each you know action they had them do each step and that's something that's just not really usually seen in in, in a lot of movies that I've again that I've seen along along these lines um I mean, whether you fully buy the the you know desperation of a of a family man motivating him to do things like that, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's just kind of one of those things, um, you know. Pride and desperation can be a very ugly combination. So who knows? I don't know. I, I wasn't really sitting here thinking about like, well, that doesn't seem like something that he would do. Cause I didn't know him. I was just kind of going with it and I, I kind of dug it like overall, I, I really liked it. I just want to say, I don't know what it was about it, but you know, Sarah Paxton doesn't have the greatest range. I've seen her in a few things and. Okay. Cause I was wondering, great. she was pretty flat in this movie. I didn't know yeah, if it was her was, character choice was. or what, but I, I think, I think though, because it, you know, just like in, you know, and we were, we were talking sports before and, and just like in, in sports, um, just like in sports, with acting and anything that's creative, finding the right people for the right role is, is paramount. Like you can have a really great player, but if he doesn't fit your scheme, he's still not going to contribute and not going to be as impactful. Yeah. Like Alex Smith and the chiefs. Exactly. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So in, in this particular case, in this case, I thought that she actually did incredibly well. And, and Sarah Paxton was always just one of those actresses, you know, and I've seen her in a handful of stuff, a handful of of movies and she was just there and she did. Okay. She was serviceable. She wasn't great. She wasn't bad. She wasn't, you know, overly noteworthy, but for some reason in this movie, like she was, I mean, she was very low key and very flat emotionally. Yes. But I think it really fit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I suddenly am a fan of Sarah Paxton. Like, I don't know, but I thought. She was hot in this movie. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was the. I don't know. Maybe well, you're a maybe fan the of her acting or you're a fan because she was hot. I don't know. Maybe I just like. To maybe maybe I just have a thing for you know blonde chicks pointing a gun at me. Or maybe you just hey man, if you watch the movie, a couple blonde girls that are in underwear. Like <laughs> I don't think it's a real. Mystery hey, you don't know she was one. wearing underwear, man. She was. She just well, jumped she right on totally this. Seen her in movies where she walked end. around she with nothing. Yeah, but I've seen her in underwear. movies where she was walking around in nothing but a bikini and it didn't do anything. But uh, but but since we're speaking of the cast, did any of you guys catch the crappy horror movie? Probably not. Uh, crossover? No? Nothing? What is it? Uh, the bouncer at the strip at the the at the strip club <laughs> is Todd Farmer. 
You might know Ooh. him as the writer of The Messengers, Drive Angry, My Bloody Valentine, oh, yeah. Jason X. Well, nah, I know the movies, but I don't know him. No, he wasn't an old guy. Uh, oh, he was yeah, the bouncer, the bald guy about. with the goatee that punched out. Uh, yeah. 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 No, you guys. Nose. Yeah, you guys. You guys didn't, didn't catch yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Totally caught that for sure, bro. What? I did. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh shit. Do we have any? Does Discord let you do gold star emojis? Do you <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? I'm, you know what? You know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to make this a weekly thing. Let's find out. I'm going to find one, at least one actor or actress or writer or whatever that was attached to a shitty horror movie and point it out to you. Just one obscure reference every week. James just put a gold star in the Discord server <laughs> for the list. Well, I just got to say, how many gold stars do you have in the Discord server? All right. So, Griggs, what did you not like about this movie? <laughs> Anything at all. It's kind of hard because I really um, had a hard time finding stuff. Nothing off the top of my head. Nothing off the top of my head, but I'm sure once y'all pick it apart, I'm be like, oh yeah, yeah, that 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 and this. But um, kind of like what James said, as far as it escalating so fast, that that's probably the only thing that I can yeah that I can see because I don't see how you can like in in one night you're ready to kill your bet like not your best friend but a a guy that you know for money like that. Well, he, they were yeah, close though at one point, you know. Just life just drifted them apart. I don't think they even yeah. had a falling out, really. Yeah, they just I'm went just in separate saying, directions. One went to school, one went yeah. to jail. I know, I know a lot of people I haven't seen in five years, and it would take a lot less money than 250 grand to get me to like, shoot him in the face. Uh, I don't believe you. Okay. Uh, uh, it escalated too I mean, I, I'm not going to say too fast, but it escalated very, very, very very fast. Yeah, it went it went pretty fast. Yeah. And and the the coincidence factor that they ended up in the bar and they were the yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, I know there, that it wouldn't be a movie if it wasn't right. them that yeah. got caught that night, but and that you know, my pet peeve, like things for making the story move forward. Like that I was willing to let go. Just it wasn't that huge of a deal in my opinion. Yeah. No, the the one thing I hated absolutely the most the very, very, very end. When he got home. When he's standing there holding the baby and he's all covered in blood and there's money that's like splattered with blood spread out over the couch or something like that. And his wife walks in and is looking at him and then it just pauses and it does that really terrible like text pops up on screen and then some really awful song starts playing and that's yeah, it. Yeah, the music was pretty shitty. <laughs> I'm like, you have like this really like if you really want to like break it down and you know james you actually kind of started doing it anyway whether you buy it or not this is the type of movie you can break down the motivations and the backstory was there something more to uh you know uh giles mm -hmm. than we thought um 
Or, you know, was this just some weird sick game being played? Manip- you know, who was pulling the strings? Blah, 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 whatever. And then all of a sudden you're just going to end with what basically a, 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 like amounts to like the, the equivalent of like a Comic Sans credit <laughs> sequence. That's yeah, the Comic that's Sans. great explanation. That yeah. is the Comic Sans of ending. <laughs> no, like, you're spot like, on, cheap thrills. It's like, what the? F- yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Wow. They may have yeah. even used Comic Sans, but <laughs> dirty, lazy bastards. Yeah, like I hated that. Like, at really, because like the whole movie, I was just like, okay, I'm digging this, I'm digging this, and then it ended, and I'm just like, wow, man, that's there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to think about with this, and then it's like, yeah, I'm with you. And I'm then with it's you, the, well, the getting really to that shitty. point. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Why is it still going? It should have ended. Should have ended. Should have ended. And I keep saying it should have ended. Should have ended. Yeah. And then he's dumping the money out. It should have ended already. Stop here. He's picking up the baby. Should have ended. Yeah. I feel like I was. I didn't write it down, but I felt like the ending was pretty. Uh, cool. Yeah. Like I just didn't like. And and it wasn't like I didn't like the ending of the story. I didn't like the ending of the movie. Which is a completely different thing. Yeah. No, sure. yeah, I agree, man. I see what you're saying. You know, that's one of the things I say. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, now, now I see that. So, but yeah, yeah I didn't, I didn't I like, I didn't like Pat Healy. Like, and I said it at the beginning, but I, any scene, like the opening scene where he's, you know, awkwardly trying to make love with his wife, and I'm just like, ugh. Morning, and then, like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was. and then like he gets he's working he looks like Pat Healy from the movie couple or the take me and he's like you know arbitrarily moving things and then so any time that we'd we'd seen him by himself so at the beginning at the very end <laughs> I really hated this movie like but it was only like a good I don't know three minutes of the total movie. yeah but that's my main thing is that Pat Healy could have taken this whole thing and fucked it up but thankfully his character <laughs> thankfully his character all he had to do was just look at them <laughs> he didn't have to do anything he didn't have to react he just had to hold his bloody hand and fucked up nose and sit there while while some chick was sitting on top of him like that's literally all he had to do this whole movie oh did you love the nasally the, how nasally his voice was like part way through the movie and then it stopped I didn't notice. I, I did. didn't notice. Uh, like, he kept bouncing back and forth between uh, being really nasally and then the kind of talking normal. Hmm. And I was kind of like, okay. I didn't notice that. Which, by the way, I do want to point out uh, Todd, Todd Healy, whatever his Pat name. Healy. Pat uh, Healy. Pat Healy did not play Giles on Buffy. That was actually Anthony Stewart Head. Oh, they yeah. Just, we were all thinking that. No, no, I was just saying, I, I don't want anybody to be like, wow, Chris is more of a dumbass than he actually is. Uh, I do know that. I just thought those two look similar, especially when they open their mouths. They both have like seven teeth really big teeth. <laughs> and they both look like absolute psychos when they smile. Yeah, definitely got like a, a Robin Williams from. Uh, what was that? Um uh, I was one thinking hour or more less, of like photo one hour photo. One, one hour, hour photo. photo. There you go. Yeah. I just said I, I was thinking more Jack Nicholson and Batman. You guys are, you just listed two 
heavy hitter actors. Yeah. This guy is Pat fucking Healy. He is not. <laughs> We're talking about just straight looks, okay. not talent. Yeah, no, I was looks. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Come on now. Okay. Like, come on now. Seems like Jones is pissed off. Yeah, I even put him in the same I, scene. I know that. I know that. dare you. It's like, I could say that he looks like Al Pacino's fucking nutsack and Jones is going to get pissed off because I God put him in the same damn. sentence as Al Pacino. Damn, what about the part when they microwave the fucking dog? Mm, some smells Oh, dude, good. you know what? I'm sorry. If someone, how much did they get offered to eat the dog? It's like 4,500 or something like that. And they okay, died. Now, I, no. now, don't get me wrong. Okay, was- so I made a joke about killing somebody. I wouldn't actually kill anybody. You're right, James. Don't believe me because I wouldn't. But I would totally mow down on a cooked dog for four grand. Who and cares? What about that fucking thing did not look cooked too, though. Like fuck. Hey, way he said he's got a meat thermometer. One sixty-five. Yeah, he's got so a meat has, thermometer. Yeah, I've seen dog on menus throughout the world. You need to get out more. That shit. Oh my god. What about your own pinky? Would you cut your pinky off and eat it for fifteen thousand? Because he. Mm. Oh well, hell he, he, no. He cut it off for fifteen thousand. He, he ate it for like fifty, wasn't 20, it? For, it was something like no, that. No, it was fi- it was fifty. It was fifty because they had to do the tiebreaker. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I. I don't know about cutting my own pinky off. I would eat a dog. I'd hell eat a dog. What if you numbed it? Would you cut it off? Uh, but he was doped up. He didn't feel that shit. No, no I did. It was it was what hanging about, off. So, so, okay. That part uh, was kind of funny, though. I, mean, I want to pose this question. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to have fun with this. I want to pose this question to each of you. How far would you go before you tapped out? Like, what's the furthest you I would go? Gone, given the, the, I wouldn't the have gone to house. No, no, nah. come on. That's not fun. Come on now. Exactly. I'm nice and boring. I'm going to go home to my wife and son and wake up tomorrow with my pinky on. Okay, well, what if you were going to wake up tomorrow and you didn't have a house? Then I would, it would be, I would have a pinky and a box. See, you must be a blast at parties. Yeah. I am. This is like playing, you're like the guy that whenever you try and play like fuck, marry, kill, you're like, well, you know, I really would rather get to know them first before I do anything. (laughs) Like, God, man. How did you know? No, just hypothetically, just purely (laughs) hypothetical. How far would you go before? I mean, if it's hypothetical, then it's the not real. Then I could asking. say I would go all the way. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> I would kill James for $250,000. How about that? Well, I think we all would. So oh, Katie, Chris would do it for free. Katie was watching this with me. <laughs> and when they got to the uh, fuck my wife for $4,500 scene, my wife's like, if you're going to cheat on me, it better be for a fuckload more money than just five grand. <laughs> <laughs> and I That's was what like, well, what's the limit? And she's like, we'd have to discuss terms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's what today I'm saying. I, like, today I, I learned I need to start saving money. Wow. I don't know, man. In that position, I would have been like, thanks for the great night. This was fun. I'm out of here. Like, I don't know. I have, I have my lip. I'm kind of like you, Jones. I'd be, I would have. Man, after the strip club and everything, I would have been like, you know what? I got, I really got to get the fuck out of here. I mean, I would. Yeah, not especially admit. if I just got my nose broken. Like, meh, it's not worth you it. Gotta go to the hospital. Point. Where's your guy's well, you sense money, of like but... adventure? Where's this guy's sense Man, of responsibility? Sense of adventure. Yeah, responsibility. Like, He's got a like, baby at home. Like, I, I think I would tap out at eating the dog. I think mm. that's as far as I would go. 
What's the worst thing you've done for money, Chris? <laughs> Me? Join the army. No. Um, yeah, I was going to say, everybody should say join the military. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that. Um, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have broken the house and took a shit, man. That's, what oh, the you, fuck? So... I, <clears throat> well, go ahead and answer the question, Chris, because I want to get to my Whoa, negatives. Oh, James, have you shit in someone's house? <laughs> Sounds like you have a story to that. No, no, no. I want to just talk about my negatives. That's all. Oh, okay. But I want, I want no, to, no, no, no. That, that was me clearing my throat. throat. Uh, literally, like, straight up honest. Not mean, joke, like, stupid. Um, I ate a cherry tomato out of a garbage can of a, of a, uh, at a supermarket. Yeah, it's not that bad. Well, in relation oh, yeah. to this movie, it's not. I would have fished the hundred dollar exactly. bill out of the toilet. I mean, I mean, hey, it was a quick ten bucks. And I mean, it was on top of other cherry tomatoes, so it didn't actually touch anything. Oh <laughs> come on! Why'd you do? You ruined it. What? <laughs> really? It was somewhat respectable until you like made yourself sound like a pussy. <laughs> Have you seen the garbage cans that are in the back rooms of supermarkets? No. Them things are gross, man. I used to love Dairy Day when you got to throw out all the old dairy, like expired dairy. Fucking yogurt and shit. Bro, so we had a, uh, it was like a four by four. It was a trash compactor, but it was a four by four hole in the wall. And then it went back about 10, 15 feet. And there was a steel wall that dumped down into the dumpster and then it would compact from there. Right. So when we were throwing away yogurts and stuff, we would just use it as like pitching practice and just fucking chuck the yogurts as hard as we could <laughs> down the down the four by four hole to see if we could get him to stick to the steel wall in the back. <laughs> We'd be back we there for hours that, but, uh, throwing away dairy, dude. <laughs> we'd we would toss eggs. Yeah, eggs, fucking cheeses, mm-hmm. yogurt, cottage think, cheese, uh, milk. God, it was hilarious, the, dude. The worst, the worst thing, what's worse, because I've, you know, I worked in retail for 16 years, so I know exactly what, yeah, dude, when you toss it out the door, it's gross. It's nasty as hell. The worst thing I ever had to do, though, was uh, we had to clean out the grease traps in the deli department yeah, where they did, like, yeah. they fried, well, our deli bakery slash hot food section where yeah. they do, like, fried chicken and stuff, and they dump the grease out, dude, yeah, I worked and it at- just basically sits there. And congeals. Dude, oh, yeah, no, joke. no. I worked at um, I worked at Boston Market for seven years. Oh, we had rotisserie ovens, clean that shit, and then dumping okay. it, like you said, dumping it into the grease pit mm. at the end of the day, and they come and pick that up like once a month or some <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Uh-huh. It fucking smells like a dead animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you know what? People come and steal that grease and they yep. get fuel out of it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, weird, man. Crazy. Anyway, what were your negatives, Grave or uh, James? So I got one big one, but I'm going to save it till the end because I, I actually want to hear your opinion on it. So one, well, I want to touch on one positive that I forgot to mention. The slideshow as the murders about to happen. Uh, I thought that was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, it dude. Was, it was, and it plays into the character right, yeah. development. Yeah. But yeah. It was like. It was fucked up is what it over was. Over both their shoulders, it, you know, and the, I thought the cinematography yeah. was cool there because. Yeah, it didn't quite build tension, but it built emotional involvement, you know. And yeah, and it showed showed showed, from the part. I'm sorry, go ahead, John. Well, it it gave the viewers a chance to piece everything together at Mm -hmm. that moment. Yeah, I'm sorry because it started from the it started from the moment they walked into the bar. Yeah, Yeah. like they were already taking pictures of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So the the issue I had really, and it's interesting because. Chris mentioned how 
a lot of these actions and decisions and events had weight to them. The only one that really, I don't want to say showed desperation because you'd have to be pretty desperate to eat a dog and like eat your own fucking finger and stuff. But the only time that I actually felt like bad is when he had second thoughts about pulling the hundred dollar bill out of the toilet. Cause you could see, you know, you could imagine the inner dialogue with him. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. do I want, do I, do I want to do this? Do I really need this? And then he ends up doing it. And to me, that's like when his character started stooping. Everything after that I felt was almost for just the sake of shock value. And the reason why I say that I feel like it didn't carry any weight is because the level of carelessness. So he meets this guy, the dude's shelling money at him and his buddy Vince is like, I've been in the system. You wouldn't survive. This guy's throwing caution to the wind, dude, like literally fingerprints on glass. Like that's going to get lifted shitting on the floor you know you're not really going to leave dna behind but you might with hair and skin cells and sweat and all this stuff and his buddy's already been locked up in the system so he's going to be on file and now you just murdered him you've got his dna all over you all over some rich dude that you just fucking met i'm not going to trust that guy to clean that shit up and just oh it's all good bro like i'm not going to send the cops to your fucking house when they start questioning me because i'm sure there's surveillance cameras on the street outside the bar people at the bar saw you that was the other thing yeah people at the bar saw you people at the strip club saw you and not only did they see you but you left a fucking impression you were doing coke on the table you insulted the waitress you tried to pick up a crack whore you slapped a stripper on the ass and you got in a fight with the bouncer that's like five or six witnesses that are going to place the timeline and you at the scene like you're fucked yeah, dude but that's just another friday but, night no, for some of but us that that totally breaks the whole desperation aspect of it if he's so desperate to take care of him and his family you just fucked you and your family because now your kid's going to grow up without a son and your wife's going to fucking have to write you letters and come see you in prison because you're going away for life for murder you're not getting away with that so that's what ruined it for me is i didn't buy the desperation aspect because if he really was thinking about his family he would have done shit differently all right so but that's not i see where you're coming from is. but go ahead I see yeah, where you're coming talk from. About that. yeah no but I, I feel like just because it's not the smart thing to do doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it wouldn't happen like just because because there are plenty of people, oh, people that have all the families time. out there. Yeah, dude. That and they don't get paid two hundred and fifty <laughs> mil for it. Dude. I mean, two hundred fifty thousand for it. Dude. Yeah, and and I don't know. Like, so much has happened to him in such a tiny amount of time, mm-hmm. and he just wanted to have a drink, right? And that's how that's how I just want to fucking drink, and then I'm gonna go tell my wife, and then we're gonna figure this out. But then you know, this guy's like, "Hey, man, two hundred bucks to get that chick to slap you." And then he kind of got a taste of it, whatever. He, his friend figured out a loophole and, and then it just kind of escalated from there. So I disagree with you in that sense because just because it's not the smart thing to do doesn't mean it's not the thing that everybody would do. I feel like he wasn't in his right mind and I, I bought it based on other decisions that he made. But once again, going back to checking his phone, feeling guilty about hanging up, constantly wanting to go home like he wasn't. But they showed him going back and forth, though. Like it wasn't just that's why he left the house. Feel guilty about something and want to go home and then keep doing it. You can't he can't argue insanity. He can't argue that he was under the influence of drugs because all those. Well, yeah, he's fucked. There's no I'm not arguing that he's (laughs) fucked. Like he's going to get caught. There's no question. But that doesn't mean that that weighed in that factored into this character's decision making 
I don't know. I just, I felt that they could have done the desperation differently. Like I said, the, the time that I truly felt it was him going back to the toilet for the hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Cause well, and it's also, he did? it's also Pat Healy acting. Yeah. So I was about to say, I knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> did you see, but he also left. If you remember, he yeah. left the house. Yeah. He came back. And he, it, yeah. And he yeah. came back and it was like, because it was like, party's over. Fuck this. Like, mm-hmm. go home, Vince. Like, it's over with. Mm-hmm. And then Healy or Craig comes wandering back in. I, I I can kind of buy his desperation because, okay, because it is Pat Healy. You wouldn't see Jack Nicholson or somebody like coming back for this shit. Like, well, Jack Nicholson would have sold it a lot more, though. Mm-hmm. He would have sold, like, he would have acted desperate. I think that's the missing piece. Fucking of this. Adam like, Sandler would have sold it better. Uh, don't Whoa. give him that. Uh, Pat Whoa. Healy's got yeah, Adam not, Sandler. No, 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 no. no. Have you category. seen? Oh. Have you seen Rain Over Me? Yeah. No. That was a great movie. That, that was, was a great. Movie. Really seen everything else he's Doesn't been in. Matter. Rain Over Me showed his dramatic acting chops, and he killed that it he in didn't that movie. direct, but or write, yeah, or produce. Right. Or have any say in. I'm just talking about his acting ability, <laughs> not his writing, directing, <laughs> slash hanging out with friends and fucking around. That's his that's his ceiling. He has a very low floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my my ultimate, my pen ultimate fucking negative for this film, and it was in Cloverfield too. The goddamn shaky cam. Every single time mm. somebody spoke, the camera fucking nodded and bobbled and wobbled and fucking. It was the most annoying thing. And I don't understand the filming technique. And that's why I was wondering what your opinion was on it. Because I find it extremely uh, just it snaps me out of the immersion. It makes me hate what's ever on screen at that moment. And like the first fucking 20 minutes of this movie was like shaky cam. And at first I was like, maybe they're just trying to do like a a voyeur kind of thing like you're there watching this you know and that's probably what the decision was but do you fuck like maybe if you if you're Michael J. Fox you know the camera would look like that I don't condone that that that, that was not right (laughs) but not the majority of everybody else on the fucking damn you to hell I don't condone your Parkinson's jokes (laughs) I'm just saying oh my god he done went Muhammad Ali on us man I can't believe you said that man I just it would look man you know I I hear that a lot though like it's so annoying a lot of people don't like shaky cam yeah I think there's a time and a place for it maybe it didn't bother me for this movie but it's that's such a personal preference thing where yeah. it's like, yeah. So, but for me, that was my biggest negative, and they did it in Cloverfield too. When she's like the very beginning. Oh, of she, you can't compare the shaky cam in this to no, no, Cloverfield. No, 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 I'm talking about though. the new Cloverfield. Oh, yeah, because Cloverfield. Oh, the new one. I haven't seen the yeah, new one yet. The oh, what you can't talk about. There's that. a scene where the husband and wife are talking to each other in the car, and every time the camera cuts because they're starting a new line of dialogue, oh. the fucking camera bobbles as they're speaking, as if You're the camera right. is hey, following hey, the hey. cadence of their sentence. Hey, he's not spoiling. Spoiler it. alert. Right. He's not spoiling it. I, I haven't even seen it. I know he's not. Come on now. Like, but it's Cloverfield, the first one, oh, yeah, that yeah. one but literally made footage, people though. sick. Well, yeah, yeah but a lot like of found a, footage films tend to Blair do that. Like a roller coaster. Fucking, but most people, a lot of people couldn't even finish watching. People yeah. left the theater because the, they literally threw up the because motion of the shaky sickness. cam. But in this one, just like Pootie Tang. What? I don't remember Pootie Tang making people sick. Did you see it in theaters? Yeah. I did actually. 
Really? My mom. And was you didn't get sick. Losers, My mom dude. let me see that because <laughs> I, 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 I ran out of the theater and threw up on the street. Anyway, I think not because of the camera, but it was a bad I watched movie. a fucking movie called Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Yeah, it was uh, not Chris Tucker. Who was it? Chris Rock. No, no, it wasn't Chris, wasn't Chris Rock. Rock. Oh wait, no, Pootie Tang uh, was shit, 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 shit. shit. It was shit. I did not like that movie, but oh no, it, it absolutely seeing. was. It was uh, Lance Crother. It was Chris Rock. Man, shut the fuck up. No, it's Lance Crother. No, it was Louis yeah. C.K. Get out of here. Anyway, no, sh- Louis C.K. wrote and directed it. But he wasn't Pootie Tang. That's what we're talking about. No, no, no. I'm. I was saying Chris Rock was in it. He wasn't Pootie Tang. You're right. That was Lance Crother. You're, yeah. But as far as the shaky cam stuff goes, that's. No, I, I get it. it's a miss. personal thing, yeah. And yeah, some some people don't like it, and it's a motion thing. Some people it physically makes them yeah, feel different, and they don't yeah, like. I understand it people. So it's funny is so Katie gets motion sickness, like yeah, car sickness. That's a like very that. common thing, and yeah. um, she didn't notice the shaky cam until I pointed it out, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's really annoying." So like, I don't know. I guess if you're just paying attention to the, to other parts of the movie, you don't notice it. But I noticed the shaking. I well, and I noticed because that's handheld. Yeah. They had someone or a shoulder rig. They had someone holding the camera. Well, but they need to work on their core and their stabilizer <laughs> muscles because that shit's fucking fresh. Well, you know what's <laughs> crazy is they use they use crazy gear in this movie. So yeah, what happens is they go into post and they add the shaky cam. Oh my so god! So like the camera is perfectly worse. stable, <laughs> but they're they're. I mean, it's kind of moving around because it's on their shoulder. But yeah, they go in and, and add the shaky cam afterwards. But. Yeah, so that was my biggest negative, other than the fact that they left, like, any detective would it'd be an open shut case within, like, four hours, but... That's fine, that's that's character flaw, that, yeah. I have no problem with character flaw, because people make mistakes all the time, if you had a perfect person, then it would be a boring movie. Right, yeah, it's just it's so, it was just interesting how trusting everybody was of each other. That, to me... I forgot to write it down, but that to me was the biggest thing. It was like, you, you've you had like two, three beers, and mm-hmm. you're just going to start following this guy like yeah. who's offering a couple hundred bucks for nothing, like for assault charges. Like that, like you slap a girl in the butt in a, in a strip club or a bar, you're going to jail and that's an assault charge. Right. And you're never going back to that bar or strip club. And karate or not, let's say... Vince, instead of just pushing him against the wall and scaring him, decided to cut his fucking throat right then and there. Like, I don't yeah, care all you had to do is lean in. Him. Yeah. Like, oh, he's grabbing my wrist. All right, just put the knife to his throat and he's dead. Yeah, I don't care how many yeah. black belts you have. Like, if, if Vince said, instead of robbing you, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to murder these two and take their 250 grand. Like, slit, oh, you're bleeding out. Like, she's not going to get the gun out in time and shoot him. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not going to, it's not how it Something works. Something funny about that scene I forgot to mention was he said, just just hold the girl and I'll do the rest. Yeah. And 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 Pat Healy or Craig just kind of like. Hugs her. <laughs> hugs her and like <laughs> brings Oh, don't come on, don't move. He's all nice to her and stuff. And then he's like, All right. Now you and then he fucking throws a curveball at him. I like that scene. Did she mount him before or after that? After. Oh, was, that was after for sure. What? Yeah. Oh man. 
Griggs is all about that what, mountain. That's scene, not how dude. you pick up chicks. That's how I dude, pick Griggs, up chicks. Yeah, I think no, I think no, 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 no. number five no, no, as far no, no. as mentioning the mount. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's get a mount counter in there when you edit this. <laughs> no, no. It's just because like shit. She jumped on him after that. Like you know, after they just tried to fucking rob you. I yeah. mean, is how do you pick up chicks? Oh my god! <laughs> not not like that. <laughs> Maybe I need some tips. You got to lift with the legs, man. She needed a tip, too. Get a strong core. Mm-hmm. Camera anyway. guy. <laughs> Weak-ass non-Pilates bitch. Good Lord. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, wow. You really got a thing against me. Don't, don't knock us non-Pilates folk. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to cut out half our, half our following. Yeah. Just so do some all two of them. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh while Chris gets the next movie ready, let's get some like final thoughts going here. Uh James. Uh I I enjoyed is it. Is this movie a sin? No, it's not a sin, man. It was it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh like uh, we already discussed. I actually enjoyed the character arcs. Um that was pretty good, man. It's uh I was actually talking about it at work today and like recommending it to people. So Yeah, I did too. Like yeah. I, I rarely do it with anything we talk about. Cause I think talking about your podcast to people is like really douchey, <laughs> but I was like, Hey, with this movie I watched for the podcast, you got to check it out. Yeah. What about you? What about you, Greg's uh, final thoughts? I liked it. It's not a sin. And like I said, I'm gonna watch it again to see if there's anything else that I'm, well, he just wants to watch the I'm mounting scene sample. again. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I've already saved it to a gift loop. You don't you don't share <laughs> a Netflix it. account with your wife, do you? Because you got to make sure you either no. stop the, the Netflix before that scene or after the scene so it's not damning evidence. Yeah, so when she pulls up, oh, yeah. who's watching that? Oh, oh it starts, watching? oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to make a separate account. Like, I have, I have a separate profile just for this, so. Oh, no, it's me and then we got, it's one for us and it's one for the kids, so. That's it. But no, I'd watch it again, not just for the mounting, <laughs> but to see all the different shit that, that like, you know, this y'all already pointed out. I noticed the shaky cam, but I think I could find it entertaining again, though. So. How many of you can shit under pressure? I don't think I could do that. Dude, that was pretty impressive. It would be the exact opposite for me. I'd be like, nope, not happening. Sorry. <laughs> I've never tried, but now I'm curious. Hold on, guys. I'm going to go take a shit. Yeah. I'll find out. But no, I, I agree though. I'm this is definitely not a sin. This movie was a was a pleasant surprise. And I want to watch it again. And the and the, the main reason is this, so we my the first podcast I did with you guys, we watched Poltergeist the Borley Forest. <laughs> and uh wow, that's a nice evil laugh. I'll have to record. <laughs> so um I remember pointing out like the the lens choices and stuff like that at the time. That movie was what this movie wanted to look like. Right. So like Im- imagery wise or, or uh, cinematography wise, I mean, they had uh, an Alexa, they had a Ari Alexa, which is a, like $50,000 camera and like $50,000 lenses and stuff. But like, this is, if I were to make a movie, this is what it would look like. Like aesthetic wise, like the background was, it was blurred, but it was so smooth because they use this crazy expensive lens and they use these crazy expensive cameras that have, you know, like 14 stops, the dynamic range and all that stuff. But like, 
my main thing, like closing out, was this is not a sin. I want to watch it again just for the cinematography. But Chris, uh, what about you, man? Uh, I think because you were talking about using like fifty thousand dollar lenses and stuff like that and whatnot, uh, I was just thinking. They must have rented those because this. Movie no, you don't budget. buy. You never no, make no, no. a movie with no, your I'm, own money. I've said, I've said this because this movie cost a hundred thousand dollars to make. Yeah, and it yeah. looked way better than like because well because you were compared it to Poltergeist of Borley Forest or whatever. Fourteen hundred dollar budget on Kickstarter. And, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, this movie looked better than some movies that have million dollar budget. Is what I was it saying. Did. I was agreeing with you. It did, <laughs> and it shows you that you can do it with, yeah, mm-hmm. with a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you have a vision and all that kind of stuff, uh, I would say this movie is sinful as hell. It's not a sin in the the. Oh, okay, yeah. In the in the culture lust world, in the culture lust sense, but this movie is very sinful. It yeah, is dude. kind of dirty. It's a little raunchy. It's surprisingly bloody by the end, but uh holy crap! I thought it lived up to the title. Like, yeah, no, I, I really dug it. I, I, I absolutely dug it. And um, yeah, I, I kind of would recommend it to uh, some other cinephiles that I know for sure. I don't think it hit the dark comedy too much. Like I thought there were some funny parts, but it's 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 marketed as a dark comedy. I didn't pick. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't see it as a dark comedy either. I mean, yeah, I got nothing on that. I just got a weird, quirky like genre film yeah when i think of dark comedy i think of like death to smoochie or birdman you know birdman yeah. something along those lines not this or maybe something like snatch or layer cake or even some, something that we've watched the one with anton yelchin uh oh the um, zombie the zombie shit yeah um, burying the x yeah that yeah. one that was that's a dark comedy yeah that was a zom rom romedy Rom Zomedy. <laughs> a dark Zomrom. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Oh, shit. All right. Audible here. Uh, I, I know I said Chris was going to pull it up. James, what do you have on Netflix? Oh, all right. 2016 action adventure. During the warlord's era in China, a village located in rural area called Punchang fell into dangerous situation when its government allocated all its military force to the front line. The cruel commandant Chow from the enemy troops dollar sign. That's that's the actual description. <laughs> I'm already falling asleep. It's uh, Call of Heroes. It looks like a kung fu film. I don't know. We'll find out. It's got Sammo Cam Bohung and Tin Chu Hung. A lot of hung guys in this movie. Um, <laughs> oh my I don't. God. I don't know. Director is Benny Chan. All the right. poster looks nice. I'm pretty excited. I don't think we've had a, a pure, like an actual martial yeah, arts movie yet. This should be. I don't know. So, so I was reading off the randomizer description. So then the actual IMDb description is. During the warlord's era in China, a village located in a rural area called Puncheng fell into a dangerous situation when its government allocated all of its military forces to the front line. 
The cruel commandant Cow, Chow, Cow. Um, my my Mandarin is not very good. From the enemy troops arrived at the village and killed all the innocents. The guardians of Puncheng were desperate to fight against Chow Cow's forces for justice and protect their homeland. So this is like your classic bad guys roll. This is think think three amigos. Bad guys roll in, good guys kick them out. Hmm. Yeah. Without the the Martin Short and Steve Martin funnies and humor. Yeah. I'm looking for a trailer and can't find it. What do you need, like eight foot or ten foot or okay. closed? Oh, flatbed? What are we talking here? Double wide. Double wide. Double I don't know, man. It's gonna be a martial arts film. We'll. S- I don't know, but I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's a first. I, I can't wait to read this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like subtitles. I am not drunk. I need to start drinking now. Well, Call of Heroes. Call of Duty Heroes. The Netflix description says, aided by a determined lawman and a vagabond warrior, villagers unite to protect their land from a strongman and his thugs during China's warlord era. That's better. Basically every 70s martial arts movie ever. (laughs) You know, I'm just, just so everybody knows, I'm just going to watch Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And, uh, and I'm going to talk about that movie like I would be talking about this movie. I don't know. I'm excited. Oh, shit. It has a shaky cam. <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just, great. That's just because probably filmed by an iPhone. Hey, man, there's some no, there are actually no, no, some no. good movies filmed on an iPhone. I'm going to compile a list for the next episode. Oh, and there's actually some really no. good directors over in Asia, man. I feel like they don't get enough credit over there. Are you watching this trailer? No. <laughs> but some of the best movies I've seen were Korean films. Fucking uh, Battle Royale, dude. That's like one of the greatest movies ever. Was it, um, was the one with the the daughter? The one that you showed me in Gonzalez the time Old boy. Where? Mm-hmm. Was that yeah, Korean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that whole trilogy is oh. fucking Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, and I can't remember the last one. The trailer doesn't look too bad now that I... Oh, God. No, I took that back. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Oh. oh, my God. Now I'm watching that. <laughs> A and, glorious throwback to the Shaw Brothers. And on okay, that note, bag. let's just go ahead and close it out so we don't spoil too much yeah, of our yeah, review yeah. based off the trailer alone. Uh, okay. So, my name's Jones. This has been the Culturalist Podcast. You can check us out on uh, Seven Early Sins. Facebook page, and that's all I'm going to pour out today. Yeah. Uh, we got James. He was here this week. Uh, any last words, man? No, I'm excited for this for this film, man. Like you said, we haven't had a, a martial arts flick yet. So, yeah. I'm ready to fucking Kung Fu fight some bitches. Chris, closing statement. From this day forward, I would like you all to refer to me by the name Betty. What? Thanks, Betty. And Griggs, closing statement. <laughs> after after what Chris said, good night, that good day, good afternoon, whatever. That's it. All right. This has been Culture Less. We'll see you next week when we talk about Call of Heroes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>